everybody. This is Mornings with Pastor Adam on the West Coast Bible Teacher Podcast. Did y'all have a wonderful Christmas? <laughs> I guess the holiday season is not completely over yet because we still have New Year's coming up. Um, the weekend between Christmas and New Year's is always interesting. Lots of people are still off from work until New Year's Day. Of course, kids are off of school until New Year's. But then that's not the case for lots of people. Lots of people got to get up early still and go back to work the day right after Christmas. Of course, there are those that didn't even have Christmas Day off of work. <laughs> it all depends on what you do for a living. We all have to work. And many of our workers are experiencing a lot of stress and emotional turmoil, especially during this season of the year. Oftentimes during the holidays, work becomes even more stressful. For those who work, for instance, in retail or in the food industry, both of those are very vast industries, and many work within them. But you know, it amazes me some of the things that people within these industries got to put up with. For instance, I'm just going to say it, working with customers nowadays can really affect your mental health. I actually eat out quite often. A lot of that has to do with my schedule and not having time to, you know, cook, <laughs> which is what I should be doing. But when I go to these restaurants and see the waiters and waitresses tending, you know, tending to all the tables and having to deal with people complaining about their food, and you know, it amazes me how they like to take their anger out on the server who didn't even cook the food. <laughs> there was a video recently that went viral. And I found this to be a fascinating story. The outcome of it is not what you see happen often. But there was a woman at Chipotle who got so angry about her food that she threw her food in the face of one of the workers at Chipotle. Go on YouTube. You could look it up. You'll find it quickly. <laughs> a woman was very upset with her order. And the worker there at the counter was just telling her, you know, look, you know, ma'am, that's that's just how we make it here. You know, um, have a good day. <laughs> um, and then it looked like the lady was about to turn around and walk away. But she like faked the worker out and came back around with her arm and <laughs> pretty much <laughs> smashed her food order up against the, the lady there, the worker. <laughs> and the food got all over her and everything. I think it was a burrito bowl. This happened in Ohio. And recently she was charged with assault, I believe. And it was on the news, the judge gave her a choice. 90 days in prison, or just 30 days in prison, but to make up for the rest of the time, she would have to work herself in a fast food restaurant. That's what the judge ordered. And he said, I'll give you the opportunity to reduce your prison sentence as long as you learn and get the experience of walking in her shoes, referring to the worker that she threw the burrito at. 
<laughs> now that judge is pretty cool. That's like some King Solomon stuff right there. Seriously. When I read that, you know, the, the decision the judge made, my first reaction at least was like, oh yeah, you know, that's what's up. <laughs> now that happened in Ohio. I live in California. And I'm just thinking, all right, well, you know, wait a minute. I'm aware of many situations, at least out here in California, where I knew people who got assaulted and, you know, food thrown at them and everything, and <laughs> nothing came about as a result of that. <laughs> you know, people who I know have worked in restaurants around here. Yeah, it's, that's just another day on the job for some people out here. <laughs> but it's amazing, you know, they, they have the video of the woman when she threw the food at the worker, and she's wearing, you know, like literally her pajamas, you know, she's in these like short pink shorts and an old worn out t-shirt when she's at the Chipotle in the video. But then, you know, they show her when she's in court and, you know, then she's all dressed nice and professional, her hair's down and all, very polished, <laughs> her lawyer's standing right next to her. But even in the courtroom, it's interesting, she's still doubled down to an extent. She told the judge, my food was disgusting. You know, that's why I threw it at the worker. <laughs> it's amazing how powerful pride is over a person's heart. Even when they're facing extreme consequences, they just can't bring themselves to utter the words, I was wrong. But I think to myself when I hear stories like this, I think, man, what's wrong with people? In the New Testament, we read that in the latter days, people will more and more develop a lack of natural affection, a lack of love. And I got to say, we're at that point in society. And many of us have to get up early in the morning to go to jobs where we're being verbally abused for eight hours at a time by customers and even fellow staff members, bosses, and so forth. And so there are a few principles to bear in mind as you go back to your day job now that Christmas vacation is over. <laughs> and I've done my best to tailor this to where it can apply to all of us no matter what our day job is. First of all, when you go to work now, bear in mind that it is God's will for you to work. God created you with work in mind. Believe it or not, it's not a result of the fall. Work existed prior to the fall because we see that the Lord himself worked during the creation. Genesis 2, verses 1 through 2, Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day God had finished the work he had been doing, so on the seventh day he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. So work, you see, was not something that arose from the fall. For God is the one who first worked. And we also see here that rest is something that the Lord did, so that we might follow after this example. So you see, many of us, you know, had time to rest during this uh, Christmas season. We got to take a little bit of a break, many of us. We had some vacation time from work and these types of things, and there's nothing wrong with that. But Christmas is over now. <laughs> it's now time to go back to work. It's time to go back and do that which God designed for us. And how do we know that God made us for work? 
Well, in Genesis 1, verses, 28, uh, verses 26 through 28, that is, we get the reason why mankind was created by God in the first place. God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Roll over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Now there you have it. We were created to roll over and cultivate this earth. That's work. <laughs> that involves lots of work. That's why we get up every day, all of us, and go to work. We're doing our part, and whatever job or field we work in, we're doing our part to keep this earth going. And indeed, the first thing that God did when he created Adam was he put him to work. <laughs> Verse 15, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And then he realized that Adam couldn't do it all of it himself and often we need co-workers alongside us to help us in our work. And so he created Eve. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So in verse 21, the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. And so work is a biblical concept. Now, if God designed you for work, and it's his will for you to work, then he'll provide for you the tools and tidbits needed to get through the challenges and toils that we often encounter at our jobs. And one primary one is indeed rest. There is a practical side to rest, which is indeed present in Scripture, but then there is also a spiritual side to it as well. In fact, that is ultimately what God intended through his establishment of the Sabbath day's rest. It was a time to set aside so that his people might discover the spiritual rest that was to be gained in him. God designed our bodies and our brains to have a very practical need for rest. But as with many things that we experience in the physical realm, God intends rest to point us towards a very real spiritual reality. Just as physical marriage between a husband and a wife teaches us about the spiritual realities of God's relationship with his bride, the church, and also like how that of parenting, raising up your child in the physical realm, teaches us and points us towards God's parental care and instruction within our own lives. But the rest that we receive in Christ, that is the type of rest that will ultimately get you through your workday. The physical rest certainly helps. It's like, you know, the icing on the cake, so to speak. But the spiritual rest is what's really going to make a difference. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, 
and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The reason why his burden is light is because he'll give us the strength to take on his burden, which is that of spreading God's kingdom purpose throughout the earth. And your job is a little piece of that. Your job is where God has placed you in order to make a kingdom difference. Are you making a kingdom difference in your workplace? Well, not really, Pastor Adam. I mean, you know, my job is stressful, and it's hard to make a kingdom difference when people are cursing me out every day and throwing burritos at me. and <laughs> Or, you know, I have a difficult boss. My boss is difficult. You know, and, and No, I understand. Those things can be tough. But if you regularly enter into God's rest, you'll be able to have that perspective needed to endure things like a difficult boss. Paul said in Ephesians 6, Slave, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear, and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. Serve wholeheartedly, as if you were serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one for whatever good they do, whether they are slave or free. But it's not fair, though. You know, my boss is shady, you know, in his business dealings, and he's making money off of all of us, and we work so hard, and he, you know, he treats us like slaves, and we don't get nearly as much in return and all, and all these things, you know. Well, hey, hey, read on. Paul goes on to say, And masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them, since you know that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him. Don't worry about your boss and justice coming to him or her. For one day God will hold them accountable. For we have a God in heaven who sees all, and will be holding everyone, on this earth one day accountable for their works. And notice, we read here, there is no favoritism with God. It doesn't matter if you were the CEO, the manager, the shift supervisor. (laughs) God will be judging all. Now again, my point in all this is we can forget these biblical truths if we're not regularly entering into God's rest. Hebrews 4, 9-11 There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from His. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest, so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. You see, we need to be spending time at the feet of Jesus, Soaking in all his truths and teachings and subsequently walking in them. Doing this will completely change your outlook on life, and that's the rest that Christ promises here. But if we fail to spend time with the Lord each and every day, or at least very consistently throughout the week, we will get bogged down with the toils of the workplace. If you're not grounded, then the attacks of the enemy can indeed overcome you. So when you're at your job, as we go into the new year now, remember, 
God placed you in that position. It's His will for you to work. But our cultivation of the earth is both physical and spiritual. And Satan is going to do what he can to discourage you from this spiritual cultivation of where you are in your workplace. But those who have sought the Lord for rest, those who have entered into his sanctuary regularly, those are the ones who will be strengthened and invigorated to plow right through those attacks of the enemy in the workplace, and they will overcome them and will be able to claim that land for God's kingdom. The workplace you're in right now, folks, that is land that God seeks for you to claim for his kingdom. Be grounded in the Lord so that you'll have the thick skin the skin that is thick enough (laughs) to look past the difficult customers, the difficult boss, the toxic co-worker. Not that you become a doormat, (laughs) but rather that you learn to pick and choose your battles wisely. Always look at things through the long-term perspective of God's kingdom purposes. So hopefully this is a good word of encouragement for all of you on this morning after Christmas. This has been Pastor Adam, everyone. This is Mornings with Pastor Adam on the West Coast Bible Teacher Podcast. I would encourage you to share this podcast with someone who you believe might be blessed by it. Also, please leave a positive review for me on Apple Podcasts if you can, or at least on whatever directory you access your podcasts on. And I also would encourage you to check out my website, westcoastbibleteacher.com, where you can subscribe to my email newsletter. So this has been Pastor Adam, everyone. God bless you, and I will talk to you all tomorrow morning.